This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It's Christine Conti. <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We're where it's at. <laughs> I picked on Christine a little bit just now, and she's, and she's, uh, let me ask you this, audience. We, we were gonna, we're gonna, this episode will come out in mid January, and she said, 2021, here we come. It's and still I, January. And I hollered at her. I said, that's over. He didn't holler at me. He hit the <laughs> stop recording button. It wasn't even like a, he didn't even ask me a question. He just legit stopped recording. I, I cut, cut, cut. And then was like, and then gave me the... Well, what's the statute of limitations on Happy New Year? How long into the year can we do Happy New Year? We've had this conversation before. This has been like a thing. People get annoyed. How, you know, that's the same thing. It's like, how are you doing? Great. No, you're not. We're in a <laughs> pandemic. You lost your job. Your kids are being homeschooled. You're broke, <sighs> right? Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. For real. Christine, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. All right. Let's just get it out of the way. I hope you have the best 2021. (laughs) Here we come. Jerk. Jerk. Hey, you know what? We actually have a great 2021 episode today with Gail Bannister-Munn, who, um, I'm sorry, you don't know who Gail Bannister-Munn is? Where do you even start? The godmother kissed the ring. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, I, I left Long Island for a couple decades. I come back and it's like, do you, you don't know who Gail is? Um, and she's got, she's a woman who just has worked her ass off in the fitness industry as a fitness professional. And I love the fact that she says, you know, I don't pump myself. I don't advertise a lot. It's word of mouth and it's paying it forward that has allowed her to be the success that she is. And success is probably an understatement. And you just nailed it. The reason, one of the reasons why she is who she is and she's been so successful. And you'll find out. Is because she, she gives, Mm -hmm. she gives her time. The reason that people know her and the reason why her network is so big and the reason why she's able to expand and, you know, just hop on a plane to go help out the Miami heat, uh, you know, this or that, whatever is because she has given back so much Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, it's just the way she's very approachable and God, she's good, right? Mm -hmm. She's got to be good. You can't just do this on, uh, you know, it's got to be some substance to it. 
Uh, we get into a whole lot here. So a whole lot of name drops here with, with professional athletes. She works a lot with the New York Jets. So we're talking about uh, Santonio Holmes and Plaxico Burris and Antonio Some Cromartie and Jamal gotta... Adams. The best story. Mm-hmm. She goes after Cromartie a little bit. If you, anyone knows the history of Antonio Cromartie. You're gonna... <laughs> yes. Say that. Uh, and, and she's also not... Well, I hate to say it. She might be the most famous person in her family, but she's not. Um, she's got some fa- uh, some uh, famous family members, including a gold medal winner, uh, runner. Um, and she's also long, uh, if you can tell by the last name, Gail Bannister Munn. She is a uh, relative of Roger Bannister, the you know first human to break four minutes in the mile. Um, amazing. Uh, so, look, a lot to this one, but all of it is fun. All of it's with enthusiasm. All of it's just outstanding. I think that we're on our way to having the greatest 2021 ever. Here we come. What do you think, Christine? We're, I'm still annoyed. <laughs> but you're, you're lucky because I love Gail, and she's my Long Island sister. And uh, Christine, this is episode 206, I believe. Is this, our, is this our first fight? <laughs> This is our first on-air tip. <laughs> We've had tips before. It's fine. We get over it's it. Totally fine. Yeah, we're in, life is too short for, you know, it's it. And you know what? If we fight, we talk about it all the time, that if one of us leaves, all of our marketing material is just, you know what? And we, we're working on too many things together. <laughs> That's what it is. At the end of the show, I'm going to play the outtake of <laughs> what I stopped, hit pause on our conversation. We'll do that. We'll let the audience get it. Or maybe not. Okay, maybe I just made it worse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, Gail is freaking phenomenal. I'm excited. GailBannisterMunn.com, if you want to find out anything more about her, you really should. It's She's just a wealth of knowledge. And um, if you're a fitness pro, if you're not, if you're in the fitness business, if you are just have your own business, she's, uh, she's definitely one to follow. And um, you're going to get something from today. Absolutely. Here we go. Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Enjoy, everybody. Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. We're where it's at today. Oh, we are. And we're getting right into this with Gail Bannister Mon. Gail, how are you? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm good. There it is. There it is. Coming to us from my native, native home of Long Island. I'm loving it. Gail, where are you right now? I am actually in West Babylon, um, right off of the Southern State, 37 North, right by Deer Park. So I live in Deer Park, but my office is in West Babylon, which is literally four minutes away. So I'm in Long Island, but we nicknamed Long Island Strong Island. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I keep trying to get Long Island to take Conti back here, but they won't. She's, uh, she's, they, <laughs> she's anchored at the Jersey Shore. Her husband did a good job, anchored her here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, how can you not like the Jersey Shore though? The breeze, it's, it's not bad. It's beautiful. Air. It's very much exactly. like the South Shore of Long Island. But growing up on Long yeah. Island, you were programmed to yeah. to think that New Jersey was like Edison, and it smelled, <laughs> and yeah. it was like you know a garbage dump, and there was mafia, and there was needles on the beach. <laughs> like that is what I was like told when I was younger. No. I, th- I think they do that to us sometimes, you know? I think Staten Island and I was told that for Staten Island. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we. I was thinking that, which is wrong because it's not because I, Staten Island is absolutely gorgeous, it's gorgeous as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's, it's tough. But, All right, so Strong Island. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Well, actually, we're looking at you right now, and we see this beautiful background. Um, that, you are sitting in front of this amazing mural that says Bannister. Yeah. Okay, let's start there. What the heck is going on? With what? The your mural? mural. Yeah, with your name so, on it. I mean, I don't have that painted in my house, you know? Well, you can have it. I mean, I can tell you the price. So what happened was... When I decided to get into this end of this business, um, I had to sit down and think of a name for the business. And then one of my friends said, your name is famous. Nobody can touch it. Nobody can take it. Nobody can copy it. Um, I was like, you're right. And she goes, why don't you call it the Bannister Method and put all the umbrellas onto that? Just like how NASM, NASM, but they have all the umbrellas on the name. You know, CSPS, all these different things. I said, brilliant. So I was able to... Um, corporate incorporate my name, the Bannister Method, and then everything else falls on the knee. Trainings, education, coaching, flexibility, um, Zooming now, teaching, everything. All right. lucky. So take us back now. Um, now I, this is the, the best, this is the best story, and I just I always love this, that um, when I, I left Long Island decades ago, and I come back, and I was, you know, doing some, you know, after investment banking and teaching, and now I'm back into the, you know, really into the fitness world and master right. training and doing things. And, and I remember talking to people on Long Island again and them saying, you know, oh, everyone knows Gail Bannister. <laughs> like, oh, you know, and if, and if you tell someone you don't know who she is, you will be shamed. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wait, huh? I'm like, I have to what? talk to this woman. I'm like, I don't know who this woman is, but I feel like that's great. She intrigues me, and I need to somehow talk with her. So that's you know that was my kind of baptism by fire about uh, Gail Bannister. It was great. Um, and then you know we've crossed paths a bunch in the last like five years at you know either conferences or things like that. Right. And and I'm like Long Island. All right, you know what? I got so many so many good ties to this area. I'm like. I, I want more. I want more Gail Bannister. So what, um, what's going on? How did you start out? How did you go from me not, you know, I, I disappear for two decades and all of a sudden I come back to, you don't know Gail. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I'm so humbled by that. I mean, I, have, I don't know Brian, so Brian is going to learn a little bit about me. So Brian, is nice to meet you. Um, I'm humbled by that. I think um, growing up being Indian, and having a very strict background with Indian parents. But my mom is Indian. My dad is English. That's why I have the, the name. I can talk about that name in a minute. Okay. You really want to know something really famous about that. But I remember teaching. Um, and my mom would go, where are you going? And I'm going, I'm going to go teach. And she's like, why are you doing that? It beats your body down. You're jumping around like a crazy person. You should be a doctor. You know you're smart enough to be a nurse. And, and you didn't get that. And I remembered her saying that in if she's perceiving us as just these group exercise people just jumping around, can you imagine if how the whole world sees it? 
You know what I'm saying? And Indian people, because I can speak on it. If you go to a gym right now, how many Indian people do you see in a gym? Very rare. Not many. Exactly. So when an Indian person comes in my class, I go, oh, my God, my people showed up finally. My people. <laughs> they look at me like, oh, you're Indian? I'm like, yeah, I took the dot off, cut the hair, took the sari off. But when my mom said that, it kind of homed in on me a little bit to change that thought process on people. So when I worked at Bally's, Jacqueline on the Suicide Samaru, and I have to compliment her. Those are the, the shout outs right there. She took... Me as a group exercise instructor made me a director overseeing Westchester, Queens, Long Island. And that's where the history started. And then, but then I was still more of a teacher versus a boss because it was always about the hype back then because you had 100 people in your class and you were all hyped up and that kind of stuff. It's then when I transitioned to New York Sports Club and they brought, they took me from Bally's to New York Sports Club. And then we started acquisitioning clubs and stuff like that. I decided to make this a career. And I started to make it in my head, not only a career, but anybody, a personal trainer or group exercise instructors to be stopped calling aerobic instructors. Mm. We were called fitness professionals. And that's how the name came about. So whether you're a PT or group X, you're a fitness professional. And that's where it started. So I started driving home, making People see value in us as group exercise and personal trainers. And that whole evolution started. And people are like, oh, do you know no Gail? So from running 19 locations from Bally's, working with maybe 600 instructors to 800 instructors, and then transitioning to New York Sports Club and taking those instructors to New York Sports Club, and then now running about 6,000 group exercise instructors, and then having to work with fitness managers with all my locations. Everybody knew who Gail was because I started <laughs> training trainers and trainers. So it just evolved into this whole thing. So one instructor said, well, what do you do? I'm an aerobic instructor. I said, stop saying that. You're a fitness professional. Mm-hmm. So that started evolving again. So people go, what do you do? I'm a fitness professional. What do you do? I'm a fitness professional. Elaborate on that. What does that mean? Well, I'm a personal trainer on Group X. And then I started bringing down the silos of Group X and PT and starting to put them together as one because we were in silos. Mm-hmm. So why can't Group X be PT and why can't PT be Group X? So in New York Sports Club, I evolved that into the, the whole mishmash. And that's where small group training developed. Unbelievable. So it built up to another thing again. So that's how we evolved. That's why a lot of people know me. And they, they know me from being a boss, being a director, being a teacher, being an educator, being a, uh, a mentor, being somebody who walk into classrooms and go, no, you can't do that. You got to do this. You know, so HR, all these different things. So there's some people out there be like, oh, yeah, that is a, she's such a bitch. <laughs> but the question that follows that should be, well, what did you do to see that side of her? Oh, uh-huh. and then you hear. Well, I was late to class a couple of times and she had to write me up, you know, or I'm a personal trainer and I didn't show up for my session with a client, you know, or, you know, all these different mishmas. And then HR hat comes on, you know, so I wear a lot of hats. So that's where everybody knows who I am. That's fantastic. And, you know, yeah, like you said, it's no wonder everybody yeah. in, you know, that's a pretty populated area with mm-hmm. a whole lot of gyms and you had a lot right. of people underneath you. And, right. uh, yeah, and you were you were the, uh, you know, the queen, so to speak, of yeah. uh, of, of it all, the godmother. Uh-huh. Well, the, well, the running joke, I'm glad you said the running joke was you got to kiss a ring. <laughs> <laughs> What's the running joke? Oh, you got to kiss the ring. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you never saw the godfather? You got to kiss the ring. I'm like, oh, okay, you got to kiss the ring. I learned that. You know, from what like, it was hilarious. 
Beautiful. Well deserved. So give us a timetable. How long were you, you know, when, when was this? When was, when was uh, Bally's into New York Sports Club and, and how long are we talking about? God, the evolution. So I'm not going to give you how old I no. am. Screw it. I'll tell you how old I am. But um, <laughs> I would say I joined New York Sports Club's 1991. Okay. Awesome. Right? And Bally's was way back in probably the 80s. Um, I don't remember how long. So if you do the timeline there, but I'm still with New York Sports Cups going on 26 years. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I segued away from running 26 locations. I actually started as a group X instructor to being a regional director, to being the right hand of one of the VPs, and then to segue out into just teaching group exercise classes. So I still teach and everybody still knows me. Like the, all the VPs still know me, all the regionals know me, you know, so it's, it's good, but sometimes it's pressure because when you walk into the club to teach it, they go, Hey, I'm like, Oh boy, hat on. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, don't be, don't be fooled. Gail can throw down a uh, kick-ass step class. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't think that. Yeah. Don't Still that. hanging on to the old school step. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I, I, I tell you what, people like that. People want it now. She's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I you know. seen that? Have you seen like that? People really want kind of to have, make the, have that make a comeback. Yeah, you know what? To make the comeback, you've got to go into the PT mode of keeping it like a hit athletic but fun musical fun class, like almost like a Zumba athletic hit class to teach them the movements because the way I teach step is a full out dance class Mm -hmm. that has levels of breakdown. Not everybody knows how to do that well or remembers to listen. That transition has happened. So if I teach step now, I teach it really basic, but I teach it fun with lyrical music to it, to the movement. It becomes more like a real orchestrated dance movement step class to hit movements. Agreed. Sounds cool. So take us now. There, I mean, there's so many parts that we need to get into today, Gail. But all right. So now you've got something called Long Island Fitness Network Group. What? How did that come about? That came about when everybody kept calling me for information. <laughs> and it was like, and, and one of my friends said, you need to charge, start charging people. And I'm like, that's not what I do. And they were like, you need to charge. Your time is, is you know indispensable. And I'm like, I don't charge. So I just said, all right, let me design the Long Island Fitness Network group. So I designed that. And then that became people going on there asking questions. So we would always pop on and give that. And then it became, how do I get everybody into one room? So this is the part a lot of people don't know. I did five years of, I want to say a holiday party in January. Um, I took that upon my own self. It would run me about $20,000. Um, with DJs and lighting and music and everybody getting together and all that kind of stuff, so catering. So, you know, everybody probably thought, um, you know, I think we paid, people paid like $100, $120 a head, but that just covered the space mm-hmm. and the DJ and the food and all that kind of stuff. So I was broke even. Sometimes I didn't break even, but it was just to kind of get everybody. The biggest party we had was the first two years, 2018, 19, and 20. We had over about 2,000 people. And it was fun. It became, let's have a party. Mm-hmm. So everybody came and then we started going, oh, now we're having a party. Now we have sponsors. People going, could we have a sponsor? And then we were like, all right, let's take the cocktail hour and transition into tables of sponsors. So when people were eating in cocktail hour, they have the sponsors around the table. 
talking about their branding, whether it's a club, whether it was a product, whether it was facelifts, whether it was Botox, it was everything. Everybody was there. So the last three years, we did this whole cocktail hour of sponsors. And then we partied afterwards, like a wedding. It was a wedding. It was a fitness wedding, but nobody got married. <laughs> That's way of saying that. It was a fitness wedding, but nobody got married. <laughs> so that, that was it. Then it evolved into, let's do workshops. So then um, I was already an NASM and Alpha CU provider. So then we started doing that. And that now rolls into that. So we kind of segued out the party because it started costing. Um, but the LIFNG, again, we don't make money on that. We pay the presenters. The money goes back to the presenters. Um, this year, we didn't do so well just because it's COVID. But that's okay. People still came. We had about 50 people. So that, you know, that was good versus the last three years, we had over 150 people. And we don't want to go big. We just like to have like at least 10 people in each class that we do. So we are really custom it to what the person is. We don't want to be, oh my God, SCW or DCAC. If we get 150 people every year, we're happy. Mm-hmm. We pay for the presenters. We pay for um, media. We pay for all the different things, the website being loaded and all that kind of stuff. So we break even. Then we pay. And people don't realize that NASM and AFR to, 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 to speed to that. It costs like $1,000 just for AFA and NASM to become a CEC. You know that, mm-hmm. Christine. Yeah. It's a lot of money just to pay that. So people don't realize just getting the CECs also cost money too. So the money goes back to, you know, the bills pretty much. You, you, keep, you, keep, you keep hitting at it that you're, you know, you're very generous with not only your time, but your money and, and helping people. And, you know, it seems to me like pretty sound business advice. Your friend a while back that asked you to, you know, why, you told you that you should be charging for this. Why not? What are your, what's your thoughts behind that? Um, I mean, why don't you do that? I think um, I've just been raised by paying it forward all the time. Good. Um, and it all will come back to you. You know, and trust me, there's sometimes I, I'm helping people, but it never comes back. And you sit back and go, hmm, right. that wasn't a good one, but that's okay. But I would say 85% of the times that I've helped people, it's always been, um, I've seen them grow and I've seen them paid forward and I've seen come back in a good way. You know, and I always look at it the other way. Of, it comes back to me as I can pick up the phone and say, hey, Calvin, I need you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I can pick up the phone and call these guys and say, I need you. And they're like, what do you need? Right. And there's no question asked. So for me, it's that networking that you've built so much, you know, to, to be able to reach out and get those people to respond back. It, that's that's it's, the it's, secret. It's beautiful. And I was hoping that you would say that. And you did. And and and, <laughs> and, and really, it's it's what we do with the podcast, too. You yeah. know, we don't, um, you know, offer anything or make anyone pay to yeah. come on or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just like, yeah. let's come talk to us and let's have some right. fun and. And, you know, in exchange, uh, you know, we're pump your business and market. Who can we connect you with and and show you off to around the world? Um, I think that's I think that's the part people have lost. I mean, in the beginning, I mean, I'm older than you guys. Um, I think in the beginning, I remember taking a group exercise class. And if Brian was teaching, I put my head in the class and go, oh, he's new. He's cute. What is he doing? I'm going to take his class next week. And we'd be back in the class and we'd be jamming. You would know who I was, but I'd come over and go, hey, Brian, I'm Gail. I teach. Right. And you'd be like, yeah, come in. And we're constant sharing and, and synergizing each other in, in, in the building. And everybody took each other's classes and mm-hmm. everybody helped each other out. Now it's not that anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's gone. That love is gone. You know, nobody wants, everybody thinks they're better than somebody else versus Take a class and see how much more you can learn. Even if the instructor is doing something wrong, 
that is a learning opportunity to go, okay, that's not what I want to do. That, you- it's something to learn from that. And, but, and, and even like it's my program and, and, and it's right. my secret and right. I know all about this and it's cost and it's going to cost you 50 bucks a month and right. you know, we're going to do it this way and you know, you got to have a passcode to get in my back door, uh, <laughs> right. you know, and all those things. Um, you know, it really doesn't help expand, you know, the, 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 the potential for any of us, you know, it's really not even them, you know, it's, it's better to have everybody in your corner. So exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've gotten, you know, it's funny. I've, I've had, members come up to me and say to me, you're special. And I don't think I'm special. I just think I'm just a person who cares. You know, and I, I don't see, you know, when somebody says you're special, I'm waiting for the golden globe, <laughs> the orb, something, some aura around me, you know. I'm like, no, man, I'm just trying to help. You asked, I'm going to help. That's how I was raised. You know, my mom used to throw us in the car Christmas Eve back home. Everybody in the car. And I'm like, where are we going? We would drive around to to people's homes that didn't have what we had and give them Christmas gifts. And my mother would start hoarding gifts in September and we would wrap gifts and wrap. I mean, the car was covered in gifts. We had boy gifts. We had girl gifts. We had baby gifts. And we would just drive around randomly to people we know that weren't, you know, special or, or didn't have the means to support it and give, give away gifts. I never forgot that. And then Christmas Day, we would celebrate Christmas in the morning. And mom would say, get in a car. And we would drive to wherever and feed people. And we didn't know what we were doing, but we just did it. <laughs> you know. And then we had Boxing Day. You guys don't have Boxing Day. And then Boxing Day, we would drive around again and whatever food we had left over, collect from people's homes, and then take it back and give it to free people. So those were the, the, that was the way I was raised, you know? So it frustrates me a lot of time. Even my son is 21 years old and he's so Americanized. I said, you know, I'm taking you back home one day to check you sometimes, see, see what life's about. Because it's so privileged and people have forgotten to share and give back and be humble and all these little things that are happening, you know? When, so. how, how long have you been here? You, home being India, is that... So Correct. it's complicated. That's why yeah. my bad is. Okay. So born in India, raised in British Guiana, and lived in England, and then came here in '73. Okay. And the last name you said you uh, pointed out. Now so I'm, a, now I'm, I'm a runner. Right. Now are we going to go there? Okay. Yes, All you right. can go there. Go ahead. No, you go Roger ahead. Bannister, I want to hear from Roger. <laughs> so Roger Bannis is my dad's great uncle. That's amazing. So wait, it gets better. So we're all runners by trade. My sister ma- married Matt Sensowitz, who is an Olympian. No way. That is my brother-in-law. Come on. Matt Sensowitz Jr. is my nephew. He's on the wall. He's your gold medalist yeah. for, yeah. 1,500 meters. That's my godson. Come on. All right, I we're going to need him on the show. Wait till you see her. Wait till <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She's I can tilt take it. Hang on. I can her tilt it. camera off and show. There you go. Can you see him? Centro. The... He, he's so great. Isn't he? Pictures. Yeah. Right there. That's him. So that, that's the history. So, yes, I was a runner. Yes, I ran in high school. Yes, I ran in college. I was super fast. Hated it. Okay. Where'd you run? Um, I might, whatever the coach told me to run. Hey, Bannister, we need first place. Go in and run. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> where, where, what school? I was, um, I was NYU and Queens College. Okay. That's awesome. So he was always like, we need a first place to win. I'm like, okay. And I would run dead last and then the last lap take off. Because I hate being in front. It was too much pressure being in front. It's just way too much pressure being so, in front. So I got to get this straight. So Roger. <laughs> Brian's so Roger, mind no, just got no, blown. No, 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 no. So Roger, 
so Matt yeah. Sensowitz's aunt is related to Roger Bannister. Is Roger Bannister's your her, her great uncle? Oh my, my god! My great great uncle. Great great uncle. Okay. Yeah, it's my great great. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. No, so that's... my sister married Matt, Matt Sensowitz, who's genetics. Who so was... it's a genetic. So we got yeah. genetics going, right? Right. So my my. Well, my sister's niece, my sister's daughter, Lauren, she's also run. If you Google her up, she also yeah, no, ran. I, yes, Stanford. of course. Yeah, Lauren ran. Yep. I'm a geek. So Matt, I know all this stuff. I mean, Matt's so senior. So Matt, just Matt's to give you a, a background. See, people don't know this about Matt. Matt. Matthew was a soccer player. Right. And his they father said. They make the said, best runners. Right. My, his father said, well, what do you want to do? He goes, I want to play soccer in college. My, my, my brother-in-law goes, no, you're not. He says, I can't open doors for soccer, but I can open doors for track. And since you're running the times that nobody else is running, I think you need to rethink that. He's like, all right, I'll run track. Yeah, I'll go win the Olympics. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that's how it, it was like, what is it? Right? I, I and there's I, Lauren who's like, why is he always beating me? Meanwhile, she's the one who started the whole running thing. Right. He was in soccer. <laughs> I so. I can remember it just like the goosebumps on my arm right now. Him yeah. winning that gold and uh, the family jumping uh, up and down in Rio. Yeah. No, it was not so Rio, the first was... one, the first one when he was in England for the England, Olympics. Yes. Right. He just, he I think still in Oregon and he missed that by what a millimeter or whatever it is for third place. Right. So new going in for this one, um, which was in Rio, he was going in like a beast. He was dead. We knew he was going in for a beast. So right. we were nervous for him. And we were nervous. So my girlfriend, my BFF, Heather, she was like, all right, everybody come over to my house. My husband puts on a big flat screen TV. <laughs> like, and we're all sitting there drinking. The race comes on. My phone is fired up. and Everybody's blowing up my phone. So my BFF's daughter takes my phone and she's returning texts. Nobody knows it's not me, but she's, yep, we're doing. And then when he won, the phone blew up even more. So it was actually, you know, it was actually pretty cool. But I mean, the Olympic trials, I always go to the Olympic trials in Oregon, which yeah. is... A, a journey to get to the other side of the world. Um, but I always go to the Olympic trials. This year we were already prepping to go. We already had a house booked and everything, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So we're not too sure about this year again what's All going right. to well, what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's it's we had a house, we had everything ready to go. We always go to the Olympic trials. It's a little bit easier to get to that. You yeah, know, you get absolutely, to get and that's fun. So. Wow. But there you go. Learning things here, runner. Christine Conti. Uh-huh. What did you do? I didn't well, know you were a runner. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, no, through and through. And like a geeky runner, like looking up stats and following. Uh, there you go. And, and well, you can keep that. looking up that. Yeah, no, 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 all that. I only started running. You can running... go up on Instagram. You can yeah. actually go up on Instagram if he answers you back and say, hey, I met your godmother. He'd <laughs> be like, Aunt Gail. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, Aunt Gail wants you to be a guest on Two Fit Crazy on Microphone <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> He'd be like, I met your aunt. He'd be like, my aunt. My fa-. He always says, my favorite aunt. I'm like, damn right, get it right. Oh, favorite aunt, all right. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable, yeah. And the connection to Bassett, man, we're good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Christine, next girlfriend. question. I know, I'm just going to sit here for a moment. I know, he's going to glow for a little bit. <laughs> but that's why everybody said, don't lose the name. Your uh-huh. name is famous. Use the name. Use that name. So... Yeah, I get it. I do have a husband named Mun. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm he sure does. he's awesome. He's, yeah, but who's he related he's an to? Awesome besides guy. you, <laughs> he's the best. He built out the studio. <laughs> Got to give him props with his partner. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I do have a, a real Mun. <laughs> so, all right, there's so there's so much. I told you, I told you there was a lot, Brian. There's a okay, lot. <laughs> so he's like, we need a part two, <laughs> right? Because. Because this is this is the the big thing. I know. Yes, you've got great genetics. You've got these great experiences. Well, 
I remember then hearing about, well, the Bannister method, which you discussed. Now, you have had some amazing experiences working with very, I would say, some very famous athletes, to say the right, least. You can say, you can say I and, work for the NFL. Okay. <laughs> but, I, I mean, even above and beyond the, you know, beyond the NFL, you've worked with people. Yeah. And that, I think, is fascinating for, you know, for even our listeners to go from, all right, well, you know, I had that mom, too, that was like, you're not going into, a, you're not going to be an aerobics, like a ditzy right. aerobics instructor. Right. You're going to be a CEO, and that's why, you know, I did the business and the teaching right. and the whatever. And then right. I call it, when people ask me now, Christine, what do you do? Aside from saying, well, how much time do you have? <laughs> um, I say to them, I say to them, I'm in the business of fitness. And that's, you know. Yeah, it's true. That's really what it is. What it do is. you teach? Yeah. Yes. Do you train? Yes. Are you in business? Do you consult? Do you? Yeah, yeah, all of it. And yeah, which which hat am I putting on right now? Um, but again, you have this banister method and you don't just walk up to um, very high level athletes and say, hey, work with me. Or call me, yeah. but you have this relationship. Talk to us about how this so, started. So, you know, again, back to what Brian's comment is. Like, you put it out there and it comes back around. And I remembered, um, Brian's going to love this one. My husband's a big NFL um, um, junkie, just like, oh, you're a track person? That's my husband. I'm that too. My son is right I'm behind you. Okay. okay, there you go. <laughs> so I remembered when I met my husband, This is you're gonna, Brian's going to love this. We were dating and I was like, let's go out on Sunday. Let's go to dinner. Let's go do this. Cause I was there. I was like, we can't do that. I'm like, why not? He said, um, it's football. I'm like, what's that got to do with it? I'm like, it, it's Sunday. It's my day off. He goes, no, we got to watch football. And I used to get pissed. They're like, what do you mean? We got to watch all the games from one o'clock until 10 o'clock at night. He goes, yeah, it's Sunday. It's football. <laughs> and I hated that. So I would look at the game and go, this sucks. I don't even understand why you Americans have football. Because back home, we call soccer football. You guys got this whole thing reversed. Because football, they're not kicking the ball. They're hitting each other and they're running around like a bunch of idiots, throwing balls, catching balls, and they're slamming each other. What's that about? Football is about running up the field, kicking the ball. And he would look at me and go, soccer sucks. <laughs> I'm like, no, it doesn't. So then I would sit next to him like, okay, try and teach me the game. Never learned the game. And then I'm teaching a yoga class in export fitness when I was a regional director. And all these big guys are walking in the room. And I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. This is when the Jets were at Fordham. I'm like, hey, how are you? Um, so one of my members walks up. She goes, I think that's the NFL players. That's the Jets. I'm like, no, it's not. She goes, yeah, they are. She goes, they're huge. Long story short. My boss comes in, head athletic director for the Jets, takes the class. He's the most unflexible person ever, didn't know who he was, and walked over to him and go, you need help. Like, didn't know this because I'm gumption, you know, I'm like, I got balls. And he's like, yeah, I know. So what's going on? He goes, my back, my this, my this, my that. I said, all right, guys, today's class is going to evolve about lower lumbar spines, which is all thing. After he comes up to me, he goes, you got a business card? I went, no, this is how far back, 2006. I didn't have a business card. I was like, hey, here's my schedule. The class schedule, here's my phone number, my name, go call me. Next day, he calls me. My husband looks at me, he goes, I said, babe, who's John Melody? <laughs> he goes, that's the head of letting director for the Jets. <laughs> on the phone with me. My husband goes, pay attention. <laughs> so he goes through this whole interview and he goes, can you come to my office? I'm like, sure. Would you like to set up an appointment on Friday? He goes, no. Could we meet today? I literally jumped in the shower, put on my clothes, ran to the Jets. 
there's the story. I got hired. So from 2006 to present, I've been working with the NFL. What has evolved, which is your question, is it started out being Pilates core yoga flexibility classes. And then after about six months, 2006, the end of the season, he came to me and he goes, well, what can you change for next year's season? I go, what? And he goes, well, what can you change? What do you think they need? I said, they don't need yoga. They need flexibility, one and one. He goes, okay, let's do it. I'm like, what? So now here I am. Didn't know where to reach out. Reached out to Paul Check. You guys know who Paul Check is. Peggy, his wife, said, this is what you need to do. And she got me into his flexibility course. That started it. Went into NASM, did the CES and PS. That started it. That was 2007. So I started learning some stuff from there. Then one of my friends said, you should check out Thai Massage. My husband just retired from NYPD, jumped on a flight, flew to Thailand for a month, <laughs> stayed there, learned Thai Massage, flew back. Start, and all these things are happening between January, February, March, because the season starts for me April, all the way down. So I had only four months window. Learned that, mastered that, did that. Then somebody said, I, look, I read a book called Stretch to Win, started getting into books. The back of the book, there was a uh, CD that said, we do online trainings, we do trainings. Jumped on a plane, went to Phoenix, banged out four levels of FST in two years. Because they, they really expedited me. Because they're like, you work for the NFL? I go, yeah. So I did level one and level two in one year, level three and level four in the second year. So now with all that education, it's now a mishmash of mom's home-cooked meal of <laughs> flexibility. <laughs> So your answer to your question about how do I know all these guys? It's now reputation. Oh, you got to call Gail. She can fix that. And then these guys, and, and Brian won't understand it. There's so many players. I used the Mario Davis because he's with the Saints. I met the Mario before, when he came out of college, before he went into combine. Right. He still calls me. He still hits me up. We still work together. He's with the Saints. So he went from the Jets' fourth-round pick to the Browns, back to the Jets, now to the Saints. And he's killing it. Yeah. Tobias Harris. Met him at 16. Yeah. Still comes to me after the season is over. Um, Kemba Walker, basketball player, still comes to me. So it's word of mouth. And I don't need, I, if you go up on my Facebook page, I never advertise. It's just word of mouth. And that's where back to you, Brian, saying, I'm humbled by these guys. I get a text. Hey, my name is whatever. Can you come out? Hey, I work for the Heat. Can you? Come out, we'll fly you in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no problem. Jump on the plane. You know, you sign all these different things. You get there, you work, and you come back in. There's so many players that I've met that have made the mistake of not taking a picture. <laughs> That's okay. They, they Chad need- Pennington being one of them, my favorite quarterback, Chad Pennington. Worked mm-hmm. with him for three years, and I missed the picture. But we're not allowed to take pictures. These are gifts. Most of them are gifts by the guys. Um, but it, just fortunate. The Mario Davis... Um, what I got? I'm looking at the water. Somebody, Greg Sanat, um, Demario David, I'm going down. Revis, um, Tom Brady, Ty Montgomery, um, Jamal Adams. Uh-huh. That's a big one. Antonio Cromarty. Uh-huh. Um, it is up there. Um, Michael Vick, Plexico Burris, Antonio Holmes. 
Um, it's just she's. You got to see the screen. She's just looking around. You're like, oh, I can't because I can't there. remember. No, and I'm no, like, no, no, no. I'm just okay, saying. If you, Brad, Brad if you, Smith, I've um, been in the her studio. Famous Mark Sanchez, yeah. Bob Fungal. Come on. All of them. Like, why do you have him up? Well, I I talked to a friend today, and we were and we were talking about um, Jalen Ramsey, who's playing. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about him, and we were talking about. Um, you know the greatest defensive players ever, and I said, yeah. you know, Revis is 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 in top three in my eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, just one of those guys, and it's it's fantastic, you know. And you're an authority. Of course, they come to you. Of course, the Miami Heat wow. are picking up the phone to call you. You've yeah. worked very hard. You don't have to tell anybody. They come to you. Right. That's you know what. That's the part that's priceless. Like on Wednesday, Wednesday, was it today? Yeah, Wednesday night. Um, I was in the studio. My colleague was here training a client and this guy walks in. The guy's like six, four, like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> and he comes in and he's like, wow. Wow. And I was like, Hey, how are you? And he's good. So you play basketball because he's massive. He goes, no, I was a quarterback. I said, for where? He goes, LIU. And then he walks. And you can't see above my screen here. We have all the LIU football players and receivers. Mm-hmm. And he goes, who do you work with? I said, um, coach Gills from LIU. He goes, coach Gills. That's my best friend. Picks up the phone, he calls Coach Gills. Why are you holding out on me? Why are you telling me about Gail? I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, so the nickname they have for me now, I'm the GOAT. <laughs> yes, you are. Wait, so here's the thing. I didn't know what the GOAT is. <laughs> so I text my son. I goes, what is the GOAT? He goes, mom, seriously? <laughs> Greatest of all time. I go, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're the GOAT. I'm like, I know it's I know it's a compliment, but what does it mean? <laughs> no, so my poor son's like, Mom, greatest of all time. Okay, no problem. Well look, so. I mean after this conversation I tend to agree <laughs> with them, you know? Oh, okay. So yeah. So I don't promote, I don't go up on my Facebook page. I make up and I always promote though my college kids that get signed to college. If you go on my Instagram, I'll say so and so got, you know, picked up to this college because it's such a huge opportunity when they get picked up by a school That's and they best. get a full ride and school scholarship. I do do that, that they love that when I do that, you know, it's, they've worked so hard. I've had them since they were 12 years old and they've strived to get into that school, that D one or D two school. And they're so happy. So I do post that up. I, I love but, that. That's one of my favorite things. I work with a lot of runners. I do strength training yeah. for runners and like when they sign and even a lot of them, you know, they're hardworking kids and some of them don't go and run in college even, but you right. know, they're, they're like, I got in a Cornell, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I'm not going to run there, but you know, but right. it's like, I, I, you know, and it's like you share so much with them over the years and yeah. there's nothing more exciting than that. I mean, that's yeah. just like, man, I, I same my thing. Coach, same thing with yeah. my girls, sending them girls yeah. and, and guys sending them to play in, you know, in college for volleyball. I would be like, oh, can I come? I'm so, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause you've relived that. You're and, so happy. Oh. I, you know, what's best, but Brian, you would appreciate this. What do you appreciate when they come back from their first year mm-hmm. yes. and you go, well, how was it? You're like a kid. How was it? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. How was it? And they're like, Oh, it was great. But it sucked. And I'm like, well, what sucked? It's so hard. I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but that's so much fun. Right. They're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, you're right. It's not fun. I'm usually sitting at 4 o'clock. <laughs> all that <laughs> adulting. You see, yeah, you see them grow up. You see them evolve. And then all of a sudden, your, your 14-year-old kid walk in and all of a sudden he's six feet. And you're like, mm-hmm. you grew up in the last 10 months. What happened? You know, they're like towering over you, you know. So that's fun when you see them come back. That's awesome. So, yeah. Gail, 
tell our listeners, I know that you were like, you know, I studied this, I did that, I did this. So when you work with people, like you said, it's, you know, you do lectures, you do workshops, you're, I mean, you know, you have your hand in a lot of different pots still. Right. And I love, I do love the fact that um, you did say that, listen, I worked my ass off, you know, and I worked for all these yeah. people and I learned and, and I didn't, you know, right now everyone wants that quick fix, you know, that yeah. you tell me, Christine, what I need to do to get more people as clients, as this grow my business. But, and I'm like, okay, you just, the secret is that you need to meet and network and provide some sort of connection to people. Time and effort. Right. I saw some posts on, what was, it was like Instagram or something. Someone put a post out on one of the fitness instructor world, you know, platforms that was like, right. what is a characteristic of, you know, the best fitness trainer or instructor? And there were some other answers. And I said, you know what? I actually responded. And I said, the, the most important thing that that's most memorable is when the instructor or teacher looks at you and asks you how you feel or how you're doing <laughs> and they mean it. That's it. It's that human connection was all I you know wanted to express. It's not, you know, oh, you look good. You da, da, da. No, it's that human connection is the most important thing. Yep. And, you know, when you put out great energy, good energy is going to come back to you. As opposed to, you know, negativity. And you are, you know, a prime example of that, of I worked my ass off. I met a lot of people. I did what I thought was right, you know, and and there you go. And now you've got this reputation of, hey, you got to call Gail. She's the goat. And what is it that you do now? Because you don't just get to where you are without having some sort of, you know, smarts behind you, Gail. You know, I'm going to answer the question, though, that you just said to the thing. One of the things that I live by is consistency. Um, I actually have it on my computer rate um, written down. And it's one of the things I've learned, engaging and relevant. So those are my top three, consistency, engaging, and relevant. Mm. Top three. So consistency is being consistent to yourself, right? You've got to be consistent. And you're not only consistent to yourself, but consistent to your clients, or having a conversation with you guys right now, be consistent, but be also true to who you are. Mm-hmm. And you guys would know this, Brian. I'm, I'm, I don't know, Brian. Brian, do you teach classes or you just? Oh yeah, your no, I, I do. Yes. So you know, you ever watch the group? Like Brian, you could walk into a room right now with your hat backwards, and members would be like, <laughs> "All right, let's go," because they don't care. They just want a good workout. And once you make them feel comfortable with, with looking nice and casual and lean back. They evolve around that. But then you have the instructors that walk in. They have their hair done, their makeup done, their lip done, their Botox done, their lip done, their eyebrows done, their fake eyelashes, and they're sucked in. And then here I come in walking in with a curve, curves in the belly. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And then you get the, the 10 scan. I go, hey, everybody, what's going on? They're like, you're going to instruct? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not Christine, who's nice and skinny with a diesel back and stuff like that. Well, we're going to have an oh, awful please. funky good time up in here. We're going to have a funky good time up in here. And they go, oh, my God, she's crazy. Yeah, but it's fun. So I think a lot of instructors think that it's an easy fix to find those things, but not realizing that just be true to who you are. Mm, I love People it. will evolve towards you. They'll start to realize, well, you know, she reminds me of me. And they start to come to you. But if you show fake and phony, they're not coming to you. They don't even consider you. They don't take you seriously. That's pretty much what I wanted to say. 
and engaging is just you have to be an entertainer at some point. You got to laugh at yourself every day. I laugh at myself every time I teach. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, I got a fat butt back here. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I'm feeling it as much as you are in these push-ups. Let's do it. And they laugh, you know. But if you relate to them that way, you laugh at yourself all the time. They laugh with you and they don't take themselves seriously. And relevant is every year I actually write four things down. And my goal is to hit two of those four things by the end of the year. Just two. I don't right. ask for four. If I hit four, it's, it's because it evolved into those two somewhere along the line. But I set my goals to hit two, just to evolve myself, to stay relevant in this. But it's a lot of work. Back to Christina's point. you got to do a lot of research. And I am sometimes not on social media as much as I should be. Christine, you're much better at me, better at it I am. <laughs> She's better I have at to me literally too. sometimes go, I have 15 minutes. Where's the iPhone? Let's get on Instagram because you have to stay relevant. You have to be involved, you know, but um, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So now what exactly would you do with people that? that makes you so coveted? Like I said, if you're called the goat, what is it that you're doing with people? Cause obviously there's, yes, you, you know, you have all these, you know, characteristics that you are entertaining you do have consistency you but what specifically are you doing now with some of these nfl players and some of these high level athletes that is just so different and so needed? um you know when when you think of the word flexibility right you think of just stretching the person correct mm-hmm. right okay but then if you bring in a thai massage it's also stretching the person, but with time aside, you've also got to be in tune with the person's energy as well. So my worst days, and Brian's going to laugh when the team loses a game, it's tremendous energy coming at you. Yeah. Whether they're angry of losing, whether they're upset, whether they're down about it, you never, you know, it's, it's all this energy coming. So you have to figure out a way how to take the stretching to make them relax, to get that energy out of them. Because it's, I know it, it's almost like this darkness that comes in and they hold on to it. So you've got to unleash that. You've got to un- unbreakable that. You've got to remind them to reset it. So the other part that I'm going to tie in is, like I said to Brian earlier, I hated running. Right. But the one thing I mastered was music. I graduated from Queens College with a minor in music. So okay. I mastered like 12 instruments. All right. So, if you look at the body as an instrument, you get good at it. Okay. So the hamstrings is my bass guitar. Okay. My butt is my, butt is my drums. My arms could be my flute, my clarinet. My neck is usually my violence. Very gentle instrument. You can't hit it too hard because it's going to sound god-awful. So the touch changes. That's what I'm trying to get to. Hamstrings, you're hammering it because it's a big you're hammering. Drums, you're hammering it, right? But when you get to the flute and the clarinets and the, and the violin, the touch changes. So that becomes the neck. So your touch has to change. So you have to more. If you ever you ever go to get you ever get a massage and the person has the same touch from beginning to end, right? And you're like, you know, you can go deeper, right? <laughs> Give me the good stuff. I gave exactly. Up. I gave then up they massages. Get to the net, right. So the touch has to evolve with them. So Brian might be somebody who I might, even though Brian is a runner, I know I'm going for your hamstrings and your lower back and your glutes and your calves right. and your Achilles. 
Christina is a, is a group exercise person. I know her shoulders are, are killing her. So you got to know each thing. So let's say I have a client coming into me now. She has CP. Okay. A touch of it. Cerebral palsy, right? So you're kind of like, how do you deal with that? But when you think of that, you think, oh, my God, she's not walking right. Stuff like that. Her gait is off, but that doesn't mean she's not a normal person like us. We're having a normal conversation. Yeah, I do Google up. I do look at my research. I do go in to see what I have to work with. And 90% of the time somebody has CP is their gait, their walk, the way they walk, the way their hip dysplasia is off because they're favoring one leg. And you work from there. And again, the nervous system is off too. So if we can balance all that from the fascia and tap into the fascia to make sure the fascia is mobile, and it's absorbing the oxygen and bringing in the blood flow to make them be able to be more pliable, to be more comfortable. You got it. Back to the touch. Some spots are com- uncomfortable. Some spots are not. So you've got to be able to play with that. So back to the musical instruments. How do you play it? And I really feel the reason I'm good at what I do is because of all the different instruments I played. And my touch is so um, incestuous is a good word. Because some people call me cocaine. Uh, <laughs> Like, you're just crack. Because when you come off the table, you're like, what did you just do? <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's pretty, like, I can show before and after pictures and people are like, what did you do? I went to a physical therapist and he wasn't able to do that. And you have to keep in mind, I really don't want to put physical therapists and chiropractors onto the table because they're amazing people and they're, I deal with one physical therapist. But in this day and age, it's a, it's a, it's a hamster wheel, right? And your doctor who's a physical therapist is not the person treating you every time you come in. It's the assistance. Does that make sense? So if your doctor is a physical therapist and he's treating you every time you come in, your progression with your doctor would be within six weeks out the door. Right. But if you're dealing with an intern, they're giving him to do only A, B, and C. So every time Brian comes in or Christine, they're only doing A, B, C, A, B, right, C, A, B, right, C. Right. Until he looks at the chart to say, oh, you did all these things for six weeks. Let's add D, E, F. Right. Me, I'm going to go, so you've been a physical therapy for six weeks? They go, yeah, okay, we're moving this on. <laughs> and I'm able to progress that a lot quicker. And then they stop going to physical therapy. So physical therapists don't, don't like me or need a chiropractic because I'm always fixing the problem. Because they want to keep coming back because of the insurance. Right, exactly. That's the model. Right. So my physical therapist, he does on hands. That's why he's crazy booked up. He deals with you individually. He works with you individually and he gears it every time you come in to see your progression. And that's the one you want. You don't want these big box places because you get fall into that. That's why people always said to me, how come this guy sprained his ankle last week in the field and he's back up and running the following week? Mm -hmm. Because we're on him seven days, four times a day. And we're moving them. And it's a $54 million body. His butt better be out back. <laughs> we need him to play. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. We have some players we have to hold back because they broke into something. But, you know, you have to look at the investment. You know, how many, how many times do you do treatment a day? Four to six times a day. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So the recovery is crazy. So that, that's the best advice I can tell you. So it's basically a touch. I mean, there are other people who do something similar to what I do. And people come to me and go, oh, I went up the block. And it, what you do is totally different because it's a, it's a feel thing. The body t- tells me what it needs. And it's a touch. It really is a touch. So when I die, this touch will go with me. I mean, my son has it, but he doesn't know he has it, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but 
he doesn't want to do it. I, I, you told me you told me that I was going to laugh at you, and I did laugh a little bit when you told me that you work with NFL players and then that their arms are clarinets and flutes. Makai uh, <laughs> yeah, Becton, right? He's got some clarinets on his arms. Yeah. <laughs> or is that guy just so a then, monster? If you look at it the, then look at it the other way too, right? Let's, because we're talking football, right? Um, your runner. My runners are my Jaguars, my Panthers. Yep. My cougars, right? They're fast, mm-hmm. right? Foxes, they're fast. My linemen, my D-lines are my elephants, my rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. So they're bigger, right? Right. So if you look at it, they're, you look at it as, okay, they're slower moving. So you can beat them up a little bit more. And actually, they're more flexible than my receivers because they're more, the receivers are more body fats lower and they're not as hydrated as my D-line guys. I believe it. Right? Yeah. No, that's Look short. at the runners. You're eight back. My nephew's body fat is like 2%. <laughs> he's a tiny dude. Exactly. My son is 4%. All you see is muscles, right? But he's hydrated. And that's one of the things you've got to worry. So how I would treat a receiver and treat a D-line guy are two different people. So now you've got to learn the atmosphere, where they live, what they do, what their movements are. I, it's... So I don't know football, but I do know their, their movement, their movement patterns. Like track athletes, I know their movement patterns. Right. Volleyball, I know their movement patterns. Lacrosse players, lateral lines. You got to know their movement patterns. Tennis, lacrosse players, lateral lines. Golf players, transverse plane. They're constantly moving. You got to know those things to treat them. And that's where people drop the ball. So, Gail. <laughs> All right. Oh, and let me add in facial expressions. I was sent to Christine. <laughs> <laughs> She's our girl. <laughs> I no, love- that's not me, kid. Let me let me send you to Christine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. We want to talk, you know, fascia tissue and you right. know, on the face and neck. I got you, girl. You know exactly. Um, what I was gonna what what has come to my mind as you're as you're talking through this is a lot of what you're talking about too is you know with touch and feel and again you have to have the background. You've got to have the education behind it. You've right. got to have the experience, the knowledge of. Don't get me wrong. I think that people that are athletes have a different experience and a different just know-how of, you know, how to experience and be empathetic towards people. And it almost seems as though you have, you know, like that ability, you know, when we work with um, Reiki. Is that – do you – is that how you feel? Like, you know – Kind of. I haven't touched on Reiki yet. Okay. I have a, I have a woman who does Reiki. She goes, you need to do Reiki. Yeah, I, that's like, what I feel I'm like too. I'm not there yet. I think Reiki is something you have to, it's like yoga. Like I teach yoga, mm-hmm. but um, if Reiki is like yoga in a lot of ways. You really have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting there, but Reiki is something that is on my horizon to get there. Really yeah, is. Yeah, it's that energy. I just see it's that. It's the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do, like, anybody who does Reiki, I mean, the energy, it's just amazing to watch them, you know. And you have to be open to ex- um, to accepting Reiki, too. Yeah, right. If you're not, if you're right, you have to be. You can lay on the table and go, yeah, this person's going to sit there and try and move the colors. <laughs> I don't feel anything, <laughs> you know. But you've got to be open to Reiki and understand how it works, you know. I, I tell people, I said, like, things like that. I do a lot of, I, I get acupuncture done to myself a lot, and I've got right. a guy that, I said, you know, I, I refer, I refer him to people, but I said, you're either going to like it or you're not. You're either going to be, you know, you're either going to, you know, buy into it or not even buy into it because it right. works. But, you're, you know, you're really going to enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is or you're not because right. you're not open to it. Well, that's the same thing. Acupuncture doesn't work for me, but cupping does. Right. 
and I do cupping, right? But I've always said to people, what do you like better? I said, no, 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 no. Try both. Whichever one you get a better result from, go with it because mm-hmm. that's what's going to help your body. Everybody's body is different. But I do, I, acupuncture didn't work for me. I did it for 12 weeks. It didn't work for me. But cupping, immediate. Mm-hmm. So everybody's body is different. So you have to figure it out. You know? I did not have a good experience with acupuncture. I, I, I introduced Christine. <laughs> well, there you go. You I introduced know? Christine to my guys. So, Christine, I'm going to hold your hand. All right? Let's go. I was, it was not. A, <laughs> listen, my husband. Oh, my God. My, uh, listen. So here's the thing. Acupuncture didn't work for me, but deep tissue worked for right. me. Deep needling worked for me. Yes. So that's kind of, he, he does get in there. Right. It's, it's not so as, I'm not going to the Zen That's a whole other level right there, right? Right. right? The needle's going all the way through to the fascia, right through. Boing. So it's, exactly. And that's target. <laughs> so you got to figure out what works for you. You got to try everything. I always tell people, try everything. Yeah. You I know, should... try everything. I do tell people it's not the Zen Den. We're not going to the Zen Den acupuncturist. Right. We're going to get some shit done in here. Oh my God. Right. And that's why I hate when coaches say, when, 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 like you said, Brian, our coach says, oh, well, you know, you can't go to another coach. You don't know what, like, I, my son went to four coaches for football. Four. Right. Four. He had a, a speed agility. He had a strength and conditioning. He had um, a guy who worked with him functionally, and he had mom. Uh-huh. Not pe- many kids have that luxury of having four different people working on him. You get the best of all the world. And all those three guys all talk to each other now. Those three guys all work with each other. Those three guys still share their clients with each other. So Kamal would say, who's a speed and agility, go, go see Dwayne. He's strength and condition. Strength and condition. Go see Dustin for functional work. Go see Gail for flexibility. Because you've got to share. That's what brings your – it's about your athlete. It's not about you holding on. I I agree wholeheartedly. But the athlete being the best that they possibly can be. I love it. Gail, before we start to wrap up today, I would love for you to share with our listeners some um, some of your favorite moments of working with either athletes or, you know, traveling to see events, things like that. Give, uh, give us something. You want jokes? I got too many. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I got two men okay so I'll tell you a joke um, Antonio Cromartie right everybody knows he's got 50 kids in 50 states <laughs> that's true oh my gosh <laughs> oh when Crow, everybody when Crow came to the team everybody's like oh my god you got Antonio Cromartie he's the best ever I'm like who the hell is he so I, another thing too about me is I don't get wrapped up in the players. Like mm-hmm. my, I have to text my son and go, who's Jamal Adams? He's like, mom, he's the best player of all time. You know? So I text my son. He's like, mom, you're getting Antonio Cromartie. Oh my God, he's the best ever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm working in Santonio Holmes in the private room. So Santonio comes out. So I walk up with Tony and I'm like, hey, Tony, you good? He goes, I'm good. He said, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Right? I'll see you tomorrow. He begins game. He begins game. So Cromartie's sitting there leaning against the wall. He sees Santonio comes out and he goes, who is she with the head nod? Now, Santonio, I'm um, crow's tall compared to um, Tone. So Tone goes, you don't know who she is? And he's like, no. So Tone goes, you don't need to know who she is then. And he walks away. So Crow goes, come on, who is she? So I said, what's your name? And he goes, Antonio Cromodi. I said, oh, you're the one who's got a kid in every state. <laughs> Christmas must be a bitch for you. And he looks at me. And I go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and he goes, you too? And I go, yeah. 
come on in, let me do some treatment notes. So I take him in the room and did treatment for like 20 minutes because all I had, he comes out and goes, what's your name? I said, Gail. He goes, I'll see you next week. I said, all right. I said, but Christmas, we got to work on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that's how I met, uh, that's how I met Crow. And he was like, oh best friend God. ever. Best friend ever. Now, Plexico is not a long story. Um, we were um, <laughs> summer camp. Um, and you guys have, you know, Plexico, the whole story with it. Yeah. Um, shooting. But he never shot his leg. Everybody gets, oh, he shot his leg. He never shot the leg. He, he actually shot the floor. But everybody goes with what they he want to He didn't shoot him? He, what, he didn't shoot the leg. It was, a, it was the floor. The gun went off in the floor. It's, but it grazed the foot. That's it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Okay. So we're in um, some, um, camp. They usually invite the families up. My husband's there. My son's there. There's this tall guy working with my boss. I'm like, who's that? I haven't seen him yet. And my son was like, babe, that's Plexico Barrett. So I'm like, <laughs> who's Plexico Barrett? My son goes again, mom, you got to know this thing. He's got to make the Super Bowl touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll meet him later. So my walkie-talkie goes off my back pocket. Gail, could you come in? So I'm like, sure. So I come in, and Plex is sitting there. And I'm like, hi, how are you? And he goes, uh, what's your name? I said, um, Gail. He goes, your last name? I said, Bannister. He goes, I said, what's your name? He goes, Plex Bar. I said, nice to meet you. He goes, I'm going to call you Mrs. B. I'm like, all right, I'm going to call you Mr. B. He goes, fine. <laughs> so we had this relationship. So I worked on him. Gets off the table. He goes, John. John goes, what? Nobody else works on me besides, besides her. Got it? And John was like, okay. So I come outside. My husband goes, how'd it go? I said, I guess I'm his new favorite. <laughs> From this day on, he still calls me. I work on his son. Best client ever. That's awesome. He gives me pictures. He's awesome. He's just a he's, really good guy. He's got a reputation for being a really good guy who did something. Great guy. He'll be going to the Hamptons. He's like, Mrs. B, you're driving up. What you got in the house to eat? I'm like, come on over. I got food. He pulls in, eats me, takes off. But, you know, a lot of people have such, like, Santonio Holmes. People thought, you know, Santonio was mean. Santonio was, like, my baby. Still right. my baby. Sweetheart. You got two but, Super Bowl cat, uh, game-winning catches with between the two of those guys. Yeah. Santonio had that babies. one with, with Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're my babies, you know. And to this day, they still keep in touch. David Harris. Uh-huh. He texts me all the time, sends me pictures of the kids. He was my rookie from back in 2007, yeah. 8. Michigan. Yeah, and I missed him. We cried when he um, went to, to Where, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tampa. I remember putting my head in his chest, going, "No, <laughs> not Brady, <laughs> not anywhere else, not Tom." And then I went, "Boy, go get your ring. I'll take you get your ring. Go get your ring, and you can retire." <laughs> Nick Foe, kicker, still stays in contact with me. Worked with Nick all the time. I mean, there's so many stories up here I can tell you. But Crow uh, was the funniest one. Crow was definitely the funniest one. Dude, that, that is funny. Crow was the funniest you one. You got to be careful spending time in a room with a guy like that. You know? I'm like, oh, you're Talk the one. I, know. I said, you're the one who have a kid in every state. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're supposed to be a bitch. Uh-oh. And he, he's like, not you two. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Rest impressions. Let, let me ask you this, Gail. Do you love what you do? Love it. It sounds like it. And there are times, man, I'm tired. And I of just course. take your time off. And the only thing I would say to anybody who's listening, if you really love what you do and you get tired and you start to feel like I can't do this anymore, don't ever think that. Just take a week off, take a breath, and then you'll find it. You just needed that rest period. And then when you come back, you'll see it comes right back. You just sometimes you run ragged and you're just on a race. 
I'm pointing to Christine right now. I'm pointing to Christine. You hear that? I call it the race. Sometimes you just got to take that time off. Like, like I, today is technically my day off. I'm actually doing somebody a favor. I'm actually going to the bank after I'm done with you guys. I got to go pick up my husband's dinner. He gets Popeye's every Friday night. (laughs) I take care of the hubs. Come home, drop And then I have to come back to my studio. One of my friends reached out to me yesterday. He goes, hey, I'm doing a fitness day tomorrow. Can you do a Pilates class for me tomorrow night at 7 o'clock? My intuitive was like, no, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Tell me what time. Sends me the code. Could you do it? No problem. I'll do it for you. You know, so I'm literally not off today, but it's, again, paying it forward to help another friend. And this guy was one of my guys I mentored, and he's blown up in the community of the West Indian community in Flushing. He's got a huge, huge West Indian community of people, and he works, and they love him. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. I got you. So you always got to remember to pay for it. Never say no, but you have to say no sometimes. And when to say no. Well, look, it's it's your day off, and we are we are grateful too for, no, for the time that, that you're spending with us and all these awesome stories and uh, and uh, yeah, we definitely need a part two here. Mm-hmm. Um, part two, we got a lot into. <laughs> part two, we can talk about education, about helping people where the steps are for education, what you need to take and what you need to do. Most definitely, all of it. All right, so look all out because I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be. St- in uh, the Bannister Method studio. I want to um, come in. Brian, where do you live? Where do you live? We're in New Jersey. We're right here at the Jersey Shore. So I'm in uh, Monmouth County, not too far, about a, you know, a little over an hour away from you. And well, you I, don't come out to Long Island. And listen I, to me. I have a friend named Dwayne Johnson. He, he <laughs> is part of, the, not The Rock. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw say, him on a schedule Dwayne. at some I point. Say, and I was like, oh I my God. Say Dwayne Johnson. Everybody pops up. You know Dwayne Johnson. Right. Of course I know Dwayne Johnson. He's my one of my male BFFs. <laughs> and I go, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's and I go, oh, no, not that one. Right. The other one. So he deals, he's part of the track. We get it right. The track athletic something. So he's one of the people part of the board. He US, does a lot US. of kids out. He does a lot of kids out here in Long Island. Okay. You need to meet him. Yeah, no, most definitely. I would love that. You need I would to meet him. That. He does a lot of kids out in Long Island. I'm gonna come up and uh, and uh, you know bring I'll bring some Popeyes and uh, we'll make the hubs yeah. happy. Not for we'll, me. He no, does the Popeyes. No, yeah, that's right. And uh, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it. Uh, that would be fantastic. I appreciate that. I love it. All right. All right, Gail, uh, you are fantastic. And just do Give us a favor. some plugs. Give some just, plugs. Yeah, tell us how people can find out more about you either way. Easy. You can put in my full name, gailbannistermund.com. My website comes right up. Awesome. awesome. Simple as that. And if you put in lifng.com, L is in Larry, F is in Frank, N is in Nancy, G is in Gail. It's a Long Island Fitness Network group. That comes right up.com. Awesome. I try to make websites easy. I don't want people. And then, you know, people always make things complicated. My full name comes right up. Did cool, Gail. You're awesome, and uh, I will be. You guys are the best. In uh, touch with fun. you. This was good fun. Say hi to the family Very for us, okay? Soon. I will, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, what? She knows my sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, he's my nephew. <laughs> yeah. He's my boo. <laughs> so good. I, I get the best aunt award from him every year. Best aunt. So ever. I, you know what? I have a friend who ran at Stanford, so he would have run with your niece, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, Lauren. She ran with your. Um, we had her on the show, Katie Trotter. Oh. Ran Ask with, Katie if she knows Lauren. Oh, absolutely. No, they know each other. They, uh, Yeah, no, because we, of course, we're discussing it. She's a very well-known podiatrist here um, that treats lots of runners in, in the Jersey Shore. 
on her she's partnered with John Connors who's a guy in uh, you know they here in yeah. the Jersey Shore and, and in Manhattan and um, they're fantastic and she ran at Stanford so she ran with all of them she ran with Lauren yeah. Fleischman and Sarah Bay who's now Sarah Hall who's one of our best runners so yeah it's a I'm a geek yeah, I told Lauren, you yeah, Lauren is also my she'll tell you best aunt ever I think I'm a great aunt <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem all right I think you know what it is I'm the cool aunt I'd be like come on let's go you know I'm the cool aunt my sister gets mad they like you more than me. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I can cook better than you. Look, <laughs> I get it. I'm the Funkle. So I'm the okay. fun uncle. I'm the Funkle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Brian. Everyone loves Uncle Brian. So of course. I, I get that. it. I get it. So. Well, Gail, right, thank guys. you very, very much. This was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Anytime. All right. We will be in touch very soon, Gail. And with that love said. Love you guys. Love you. And um, My pleasure. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.